Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Wherever you're listening, welcome to the Lost and Living podcast, a place where I share the challenges I've confronted and the lessons I've learned in a bid to help you find stoke in your life, no matter what the circumstances. So we can all get lost in living, no matter what. We also talk a bit of story about the fun stuff I've been doing over the last fortnight, exploring this amazing planet. Now, I may not have any formal qualifications, though I will speak from my own experience and share my own opinions. And also curiosity, as I share my knowledge with you all, I hope to gain some as well. So if you have a story you want to tell and want to be a guest or even share it anonymously, be sure to reach me at my website, boardiesandbeanies.com. You can also reach me at Boydies and Beanies on Instagram. Now, that being said, let's get into episode three. I started this podcast extremely open-minded, not trying to define it, but I'm often asked what it's about. But how do you confine life into a sentence? Because at the end of the day, lost in living is about getting lost in the journey, learning and growing, also about living every day to the fullest. I wanted to share my experiences and lessons I've learned in my own journey, use my voice in an attempt to give others courage and confidence. In a world almost designed to do the opposite these days, with social media, society's ideology of what we're meant to do and be, there's literally pressure at every turn. But with mental health becoming more and more vocalised, I still think this topic's considered too much or not enough of a concern. Why? Take this episode as an example. As a few close to me had been told early what I would be talking about, it was quickly questioned. Did I want to really talk about something so heavy so early on in this journey? Warned to tread lightly, asked why? I think my why is simply the fact that it's being questioned. It's still hard to talk about what I'm going to talk about today even for me. I've tiptoed around it before. And sometimes it still brings me tears. But I want that to stop. Even if it's only for one person. My aim is to put lights on these topics. To normalize talking about them. Whether you're directly impacted, indirectly impacted or completely removed. I often tell people that come to me with any challenge, seeking advice or just wanting an ear. That how they feel is valid. Regardless of what's going on in the world. You have every right to feel how you need to feel about anything. This notion that there's always someone else worse off does zero to help us deal with our own problems, but instead creates guilt, which most likely is only going to worsen how you feel. I hate that. I've experienced it before and it only buried me more. If you feel like the situation you're in is the worst ever, then that's completely fine because that's the worst situation you've been in your world. Does that mean you're not empathetic? No. It's, it's a reflection of your life. No one else's. It does not require comparison. So it's okay. Don't feel guilty. But instead, try to figure out why you feel like this. Dig deep and find your why. Explore if things went another way. If you would be happier, reflect. Now plan forward. What has to be done to move in your right direction? Not someone else's, yours. Do you need to talk to someone like a therapist to help you deal with things from the past or maybe a life coach to help you plan for the future? Do you need a new job, a new relationship and so on and so forth? And in that process, we can head back to episode one and starting again. Move on to episode two, confidence and push on. You can repeat this process indefinitely 
until you get to where you need to be. There's really no limit. It's truly never too late. It's like the it's okay to not be okay sometimes seems to come with strings. Like, it's okay, but is it really that bad? Especially for men. By no means not only for men, but more often for us, mental health is still considered a weakness. We're told to harden up, suck it up, straighten up, don't be weak, don't be a sook, it's unattractive, and so on. But what's weak about allowing yourself to feel? It's the only way to heal. You gotta feel to heal. Growth sucks. Guess that's why they call them growing pains. But how do you expect to help anyone? Be strong. Be someone's rock if you're not able to deal with your own stuff. So let's break through this notion that it's okay to not be okay, but let's remove the butt and start helping each other. Give each other courage to talk. That's where the real strength comes from. So I'm going to talk to you about one of my hardest challenges. A topic often avoided. One of the darkest or grey areas of mental health, the almost untouchable or the real world Voldemort, he who shall not be named, the black dog, suicide. It's an area that has impacted more people than I ever realised before it had touched me. I find myself meeting people so frequently that have experienced it in one way or another. For me, it was my best friend. He took his life and it took me a very long time to process. A process that was brutal because there really are no guidelines to grief and this was my first genuine time confronting it. But it's that process that brought me here today, wanting to help people more than ever. Not being okay with just making people smile for a second but wanting to genuinely help them, make their hearts smile. I know it sounds a bit cliche and corny but it's true. I wanted to help people navigate through some of the worst parts of their life so they can enjoy the best parts more. It's still such a hard topic to speak about, not just for me, but society in general. I still tear up about it and hopefully one day it won't be as avoided. As the mental health movement is still pretty new, soon I hope it moves from being something that we don't talk about or tiptoe around to a conversation that's safe and we can openly talk about. Now I'm not judging for people for not wanting to talk about it or be direct. It's a very confronting topic and it's damn tough. No matter who you are. But, just like I said, as it's okay to not be okay, it's got to be okay for us to express how not okay we might be. It's okay to ask the hard questions if you think someone else is really struggling. I think in order for us to really be able to express how we feel and what we think, and also ask someone openly, you have to be direct. In order to express how we feel, and even ask someone directly, we need to be direct ourselves when asking. However, more understanding is needed to achieve this. So here is my attempt to begin normalizing this conversation. First, we need to understand the difference between suicide and self-harm. Because they are often separate in most cases. Therefore, if you ask someone if they have tried or thought of self-harming, might not be as direct as you might think. So, this is where we start turning the lights on. Why is self-harm different? Often painted with the same brush, though it's not the same. Its difference is the intent. Usually someone self-harming has no intent to take their life, but usually trying to feel a different kind of pain from one they are feeling. It's an escape from whatever mental battles they think they cannot confront, or to actualize the pain they feel mentally by making it physical. Whereas suicide, well, it's clear what that is. For whatever reason, 
They just no longer want to continue this journey and are ready for the next chapter. Equally as hard to talk about, but both deserve way more light, which is why I decided to dive into them. In an attempt to let people feel unjudged and give more strength or confidence, knowing it's truly okay and it's okay to talk about, no matter what. Who knows how many people will benefit from just a chat, but there is still way too much judgment and blaming going on with both these topics. You often hear people say, it's an attention grab. Well, so what? If it is an attention grab, that person clearly needs someone to talk to. Be the ear. Don't judge, communicate. And let them know it's okay to talk about anything they need to talk about. Because they clearly don't feel like they can. Allow people to talk about how they really feel. I cannot stress it enough. Let people feel unconditionally. You also hear the term selfish thrown around which is what I hate. There's nothing selfish about it. In the minds of the person committing the act, it's often selfless. They feel like a burden or alone. But I truly believe opening up this dialogue, that might change. But again, these are my opinions based on stuff I've witnessed in my own journey. And hopefully from my own experiences and lessons, we can shed more light on these topics. Normalizing, being truly open and direct. Easier said than done, I know, but hopefully one day it won't be. I've mentioned Jimmy a few times before, my best mate, basically my brother. Man, i got stories for days with Mitch and Jimmy. We're the three best friends, the wolf pack. Jimmy had multiple suicide attempts before he left. He battled, and although I was always there for him, made sure he felt safe and never guilty about it, I hoped he knew he always had someone to lean on. I still didn't directly ask him or talk about it. It was more of a, you know, how you doing? You know, I've got your back kind of thing. Which is still good. It's still still dialogue. But not being able to ask directly is probably why I blame myself so much. I didn't know how to. But something I have since learnt, as I've had countless conversations like it since. Specifically during COVID with people in a bad way or, you know, a bit lost. But with the ability to ask them, have you thought about ending your life? I instantly gave these individuals confidence to also answer freely, knowing that I wasn't judging. And it helped that person in that moment a lot. See, by not avoiding it myself, we give people strength to not avoid it also. By openly asking and allowing honest dialogue, we do give more freedom, courage, confidence to confront the issue instead of hiding or avoiding it. And then we can remove the shame and guilt. But how do we ask without coming across confrontational or demanding or, you know, in some way negative? Well, it's the same way as asking someone any other question. It's about tone and body language. How do you ask someone you care about if they're okay? You know, you got your chest out, deep voice, demanding, are you okay? Towering over them? Or would you be softer, more relaxed, sitting at the same level, like, Hey, you alright? It has to be with the same energy we treat any other question we may have concern or care about. Not differently. Now one thing I find myself doing these days a lot to spark reflection and to learn from things is ask why. Why are we too scared to ask the direct questions when it comes to suicide? Why is there still so much shame, guilt, judgment surrounding mental health when it's starting to take center stage? Maybe it's simply that we're afraid, I don't know. But what I do know is, based on both experience and conversation, 
is that it impacts so many more people than we realize. So I guess to lead by example, I'll be the first to say that thoughts of suicide have crossed my mind many, many years ago. And I could write a book with names alone of people who I know have battled with it. Left to sit alone with their thoughts, too scared to talk about it. And yes, I got through it. Many others do, but many others don't. So let's try to change it with the new approach. Let's start talking, asking, and being there without holding back, tiptoeing, or being scared. Let's normalize the hard stuff. Evolve from the it's okay to not be okay to expressing how not okay we truly are. And then we can really help each other. See, it's not weak to talk. It's not weak if the thought has crossed your mind. But the strength we can gain from talking about it can help countless people on both sides of the fence. With the ability to have these conversations, we gain understanding. And with understanding comes the ability to converse more and more effectively. And through effective conversation, we can genuinely help each other. No more of this, it's okay to not be okay with conditions. No more conditions. How do we help each other if we start limiting the conversation? Now having said all that, I thought today was a perfect day to have our first guest on the show, Sean from Andy's Man Club. The guys down there at Andy's Man Club are doing amazing things. So Monday we had a chat and here it is. Um, Thanks for taking the time out to have a bit of chat today, Sean. Pleasure, pleasure. Yep, so for those unaware, um, what is Andy's Man Club? It's a, it's a suicide prevention group for men, really, but it's a, it's a talking group. We provide a, a, a sort of safe space for men to talk about any issue they want, generally mental health issues, problems that they may be facing. Uh, it's a very, very simple format. We just get together a group of 10 men, 12 men, whatever, in a room. We pass the ball around, and when you've got the ball, it's your turn to talk, and we allow people to talk about anything that they want to, get things off the chest and uh, get supported by other members in the group. Yeah, it's beautiful. So when you say um, like uh, it's you have the support groups, are they just local to North Yorkshire or whereabouts are they? No, I'm I'm based in Scarborough, North, North Yorkshire, and yep. uh, but the it started in Halifax in the West Riding of Yorkshire. Uh, yep. It sort of spread out from there. It's now across the UK, but it tends to be uh, there's more groups in the sort of North of England for that reason. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a national organisation. We've got 120 groups that will be meeting tonight uh meet every monday so it's that's uh, amazing yeah, it's to be quite a big thing yeah 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 that's huge yeah. so how how did it get started uh it was uh, it's called andy's man club it's named after a, a young man called andy roberts who was 23 when he took his own life mm-hmm. uh he was from halifax and it was one of those like so often people say when uh, uh, some a family member takes their own life. They had no idea that that's the, where they were at. You know, there's no, there's no knowledge that there was anything seriously going on in the in the head. Uh, and his family wanted to do like so often happens. Wanted to do something positive out of it uh, and and create. Wanted to provide a space for men in a similar situation to Andy to be able to talk so that they didn't hopefully get to the stage that he ended up at. Uh, and so they started it back in July 2016. I think there was about nine men came the first night in Halifax. Uh, and then six years later, there's 2,780 men attended last week across the UK. Uh, so it, it, it grew from there. And I, I think the, the people who set it up, Luke Ambler, the uh, who ex-rugby league player, oh, yep. and, Andy, and Andy's mum, Elaine Roberts, they the sort of leading lights in setting it up. And I think they created a, a wonderful 
organization which has just grown and grown and it just demonstrates the need for a space for men to be able to talk yeah absolutely like i feel like there's there's still a bit of a stigma behind uh, men's mental health like i know from my own experiences it's, it's it's like an odd topic still there's still a bit of um expectation that men are meant to be tough and we're not allowed to really show too much emotion at times we're supposed to be you know the caregiver or the rock of the family and stuff like that um but i feel like obviously stuff like andy's man club it is it is starting to become more of a forefront topic for men to you know it's it's okay to not be okay type thing yeah so how how have you guys seen it grow? Obviously, you said it started off with nine, and then you got over two thousand members. Are you, are you seeing that um, the men are actually more likely to open up nowadays? Uh, yeah, I think so. It, it's it's a slow slow process, and uh, I mean, I I sort of promote the uh, the benefits of Andy's Man Club, but I'm I myself don't tend to talk very well about things, even so. I, I really need to take my own advice. But uh, like so many of us, it's, it is a difficult thing. But I have noticed when I've done presentations about Andy's Man Club to different organisations over the last three years, the, the I've noticed a change over that period of time. That you know that usually I, in in the early days, I used to say, if anybody wants to have a chat with me at the end of the speech, you know, presentation, come over and have you know we'll we'll talk about. It. Never got any any anybody at all. But I have noticed in more recent times people are brave enough to actually come and talk about their own mental health. So it's, uh, I mean, that's just anecdotal, but it's, uh, it does seem to be more, uh, get it more accepted that people will, men will talk about the mental health. I mean, I often wear my, and behind this man club top that I've got on now, and it's sort of the number of people now who are, who are aware of Andy's man club and, and will talk to me about, their mental health issues that not not people who attend on this man club maybe people have known for uh, for decades but they know that that's sort of, that sort of badge means it's a sort of safe yeah. space to go and talk about your mental health so it's uh, it is great great for that and it it does as you said there's this sort of toxic masculinity where you know everyone has to be tough and and you know they say man up and uh, in Andy's man club we always say when you say man up you end up a man down because it's that sort of attitude that sort of uh, that puts pressure on men and, and to stop them talking. So uh, it's it's a great thing. I think it works because the the men who attend on this man club know that everyone's in the same environment or, or or they're all in the same, not necessarily exactly the same position, but they're all in a place where it's, they know it's safe to talk about the mental health people because that's what you're there for. So it's a bit different to talking to your mates down the pub and saying, oh, by the way, before I get the next round in, please can I have a chat about my mental health? It just... It's very difficult to do that, even though we should. But in an Andy's Man Club environment, people know that that's what you're there for, and they open up. And the friendships that they build up very, very quickly in the in the group, that's what helps them, I think. It's they, they feel like they're part of something, whereas they maybe didn't before. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said then, with the friendships and stuff, like creating that safe space for everyone where they feel supported. I feel like the biggest thing with mental health, no matter what gender you are, is yeah. support. You need to know that, the people you're talking to genuinely care about you and want to support you and having that environment for a bunch of blokes sitting around having a bit of a chat about how they feel like that, that is going to create organic um, relationships no matter what, because everyone feels safe. So yeah. um, I know like from, from my experiences with um, you know, my own emotions and being able to talk about how I feel, I've gotten yeah. extremely lucky with my partner. She actually, she's she's my version of Andy's Man Club. So yeah. I know that no matter what I'm feeling and thinking, I can actually sit down 
and have a chat to her and it's not looked at like, you know, now she's the tough one or like the, the dynamic doesn't shift between us. It's just like, all right, why are you feeling that? You know, what can we do to to, to get around it together, you know, and, and vice versa for her. Um, but what, what were your own reasons for getting involved and what's, what's your um, experiences down at any? Yeah, well, yeah, to be honest, I, I could have done with Andy's Man Club uh, before it actually started. I, I had mental health issues and probably sort of peaked sort of seven years ago or so, just be, just before Andy's Man Club was formed. But uh, um, so it was when it came to Scarborough that I then got involved with with Andy's Man Club. But b- b- before that, I had, you know, like like a lot of you know, I'd stress at work and anxiety, and uh, it, it got to a point where I was really struggling to uh, <clears throat> to focus on on what I needed needed to do. And uh, I got support like you, very lucky. I've got a very supportive partner and uh, she's made the difference to me. But some people don't have that. And uh, I, I would have benefited from Andy's Man Club as well if, at the time if I'd had it. But it was it was three years after that when it actually started to come to Scarborough and there was two two uh, men who wanted to set it up in Scarborough. And I knew, I knew one of them and he just, they always insist on Andy's Man Club. It's the right thing to do to have three dedicated committed people before they'll open up in a new town because they don't want that it to fail yep. so you need that you need that level of support and so one of the there was two chaps called carl and gordon and i know this gordon and he rang me up and said we need a third one john would you be interested and uh, i said as long as i don't meet on a monday night because that's when i go go to the running club they said ah oh, well, we'll <laughs> meet on yeah so typical. so but it's such a great thing i really am glad i got in, involved in it so we set up in february 2020 we had six meetings before lockdown and then it was all, uh. all online for uh, a long time after that but uh, we had 37 men attended the first night we went we, we met yeah. in scarborough we had it was the biggest attendance they'd ever had at a, at a first time yeah. night at that point and um, we set remember setting the chairs out in the library and thinking is anybody going to come <laughs> uh, and in the end we had to go digging out more extra chairs to, to yeah. fit everybody in so it's uh, so really I, I didn't know anything really about Andy's Man Club until I got the phone call from my friend who said will you come and help us start it off and uh, but it's it's just been I've gained so much from it like a lot of the men do this they, they support other men it, it, they start to feel better themselves but they keep coming because they get something from supporting other other yeah it's like, like you've 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 gained that experience and that um you know the stoke you know the happiness yourself yeah. and yeah, then yeah. you kind of want to pass it forward and help someone else's battling yes i think it sounds, sounds a bit corny that you sort of want to give something back but it's not it's not that i think they actually they continue to maintain their own mental health by by supporting other people and uh, f- feeling part of it i think a lot of a lot of men's problems I, in my opinion it comes down to loneliness and uh, absolutely or isolation or whatever so as you can be lonely in a crowd can't you but you know you, i always say when men who have mental health issues you might have your mates who you play football with or you go to the pub with or you play golf whatever but you always feel slightly different or on the outside if you've got if you're suffering from mental health issues that you can't talk about to you to your friends and his man club you suddenly start to feel part of something where not only do you have that camaraderie that you have in other situations, you're also able to talk about the thing that's sort of been restricting you for for maybe years, decades, in some people's cases. And it really opens up that uh, the friendships that people get really very, very quickly through Andy's Man Club, it always impresses me. It's it's quite, a, it's, it's amazing to see it happen. And uh, I, I get so much out of seeing men connect with other men. And 
you know, and supporting each other. Yeah, even even just hearing about it now, like I'm getting chills. Like, it's not, it's it's not like you know, for, for lack of a better word, some people could show pity and be like, it's Ooh. it's a sad thing that all these men are getting together and they're upset. But it's actually a beautiful thing that like he's had thirty odd blokes rock up to the first night. Instead of being sad about that, I'd be wrapped about it. You know, like everyone's there to help each other. It's like it's like going to the gym, or you know, you said you got your running club. You're there to get better. And something like Andy's man club, just everyone getting around each other. It's almost like a footy club, but you yeah. can talk about how you feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That, that's beautiful. It's great. And we don't have anybody there who's like, you know, there's no professional uh, counsellors or GPs or it's it's just men. Just your peers. Just, yeah. So, so most of the facilitators like myself have, have come through Andy's man club. So they, they come to Andy's man club, they start to make a bit of progress and, and we say, would you want to be a facilitator and help us, you know, just ask the questions and, you know, wear the T-shirt and stuff. So it's not, uh, and it tends to grow like that. And and even, even in the head office team, that a lot of the men who work there have actually come through Andy's Man Club. And it's, so it, it means that that culture is is right in the organisation, right from the top. Um, Luke, who runs it, he's, he's, he's a great example to people. He's a real strong personality. Uh, and he's a, he's a really good leader. He, he makes... Uh, a big difference to the to the organisation by his sort of example, and uh, uh, I think it's it's a wonderful organisation that they they've created. It does so much for so many men. Earlier on in the podcast, because I'm I'm pre-recording this, so everyone knows. <laughs> um, earlier on in the podcast, we're going to be talking about um, obviously mental health a lot, but this episode specifically is going to be about putting a bit more light onto topics like suicide and self harm, because as mental health is becoming such a um, spoken about topic in our, in society, genuinely, um, I still think suicide and self-harm are two topics that people kind of tiptoe around or try to avoid altogether. Yeah. Um, down at Andy's man club, have you seen a shift in that where people are kind of being a bit more open about these things? Yeah. We, within the group. Yes, yeah, certainly are. I mean, people in the group have talked openly about, self-harm uh, and, and and you know being being prepared to sort of show uh, scars and things up to other other members of the group and and being supported through that and it it's really powerful because it'll be other other people will then open up and say well yeah I understand it because um I don't I, as I say I'm not an expert on it I don't pretend to to understand some of these issues but there's always somebody in the group who does and that's what that's the beauty of talking about stuff in that uh, in safe environment, that there'll be somebody else who's been through that same experience and, and will be able to, often it'll be somebody you think would never, doesn't normally maybe speak up, but they'll, it, they'll, it'll hit a ring a chord yeah, with them yeah. and they know they can help. And that's a massive boost. Suicide, we've had, yeah, we've had a number of um, uh, men in the group who've, uh, who've been through attempts, suicide attempts, and, and openly will talk about it. I mean, it's, it's a hard, listen sometimes to the to the conversations we have but it's just as you can probably imagine if you've got a, a room of about 15 men there's so many different circumstances and one minute one minute we'll be laughing at something somebody said and the next minute it'll be you know close to tears because somebody's talking about uh, suicide or a friend they've lost or whatever but but it has to be that way because i think if every single person was suicidal it would be it would be too difficult to uh, an environment oh, 100%. But, yeah. it, but the others, you know, the, and there may be one is somebody's feeling particularly bad one week, and then fortunately a few others aren't, so they, they, they get it works that way. But uh, certainly in in the meetings that I've been in, 
men will talk about openly about suicide and about self-harm um whether they will talk about it outside the group then I, I don't know but it's it can only be a good thing it's getting them starting to talk about it and uh, absolutely because uh, yeah. at the end of the day because they're still tiptoed around so much it's yeah. why people are uneasy to talk about it yeah. but just just as well as some people are uneasy to talk about it i think people are still not ready to ask about it at the same time Whereas yeah. like they're, they're probably, you know, part two of the biggest parts of mental health when it comes to really battling, yeah. um, people often go to places like that. I know I lost my best friend um, a few years back to suicide and it, it's, it's obviously through all that and the growth I've had since yeah. losing him that I'm sitting here with you today talking yeah. about all this stuff. So, but yeah. you know, you, yeah. you can't expect someone like Andy's man club, for example, years of giving them a safe space to open up. So in order to, get people to open up you still have to ask the right questions and you know these are questions that i think like we need to ask yeah, yeah so what um do you guys still do online stuff or is it all in in person yes we, we do we have an online group we, we we encourage people to go along to a actual physical meet really because it's better to be face to face yeah absolutely um, but obviously in, in lockdown we had to go online and it was it worked so well that we've continued it after uh, uh, everything's opened up again because people just, uh, there's some people who couldn't attend a, a group because there wasn't one locally, obviously then were able to go to the online one. So we didn't want to take take that away. So so there's about 100 men, I think, attend the online group every week as well. So uh, Oh, awesome. Which, yeah. So I, I'd say I, I prefer the face-to-face, -face, but if, yeah, if, yeah. if there's not an alternative, then, you know, you go along to the to the online group and it's the same format as the, uh, as the physical meetups. Yeah. And um, what what is what is the format? Like you said, it's everyone sitting around having a chat. Is there yeah. anything a bit more formal about it, or yeah, it's yeah. When you when you tell talk about it, it sounds so so simple. And it, and it, when it's because we basically we, we tend to get about 40, 50 men coming to the Scarborough group now. So we split into three groups because that many is unmanageable. So we usually think about fifteen in a group is about where you want to be. And so I'll take a group of 15. We sit in, we sit in a, just sit in a circle with, with chairs. I start off with a football, read a few rules out. And then first question, we always say, just uh, tell us what your name is and a positive reason for being here. So yeah, I always very boringly say I'm Sean and my, I, my, I come because I always feel better at the end than when I arrive. And I've probably said that every week for three years now, but it's uh, <laughs> but it is genuinely true. You know, you go you go along, and and this it's seeing the men that have sort of maybe struggled a few weeks ago are now starting to uh, to come that keeps me going. But uh, then we have three standard questions after that. It's it's how's your week been? Um, gives them a chance to talk about any issues they've had that week or positive stuff or whatever they want. Second question is. Have you got a positive for the week? So we try and get them to focus on something positive. And if somebody's in a real dark place, sometimes there's, that's difficult. Uh, we always encourage them to say, well, you've, you've turned up here. So that's a positive, you know, you're at Andy's Man Club. And then the third question is is always, is there something you'd like to get off the chest, your chest? And that's that's when uh, people can really open up and, yeah. and say whatever they ever they want. And that's, that's always quite a powerful uh, question that we ask and it, it's as simple as that if you don't want to talk you just pass the ball on and so we, we make sure people know that they don't have to talk it's quite an ordeal coming through that door the very first time we understand that uh yeah. so we make sure they know they don't have to say anything just pass the ball on if you don't want to say anything but uh, 99 times out of 100 they by the end they do end up 
up talking. It's uh, one example. A man came along, and he was determined he wasn't going to say anything. He was in a difficult place, and uh, I, he, he passed the ball on for every question, all five questions. And then at the end, I um, I got the ball back, and I was just sort of summing up, saying that was Andy's man club. See you all next week. And he put his hand up and said, "Can I can I have the ball, please?" And he went into a long uh, spiel about how he benefited just from listening to other people and uh, and how much he'd got from it. And then he started to tell a bit more, bit of his story. And it, it it's often like that. Once they <laughs> once they finally manage to open up, then it's it all comes out. And it's it's a it's a really good thing, beautiful thing. Yeah, to that'd see. be beautiful to see. That'd be unreal. Yeah, yeah. just see, just just seeing someone like not only obviously take everything in that everyone's saying, but then just challenge their mindset before the start. Like that's growth in one episode, one, sorry, one um sitting. So that's, that's amazing to see. Yeah. 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 So um, I actually found out about you guys the first time I've since seen the posters all over the train stops and that um, down at Dexter's in North Scarborough, the surf shop. So they told me you guys do a bit with them or. Yes, well, yeah, they they very kindly. I would say they do a bit with us. They very kindly offer us uh, <laughs> free surfing spaces occasionally when they've if they've got a couple of spaces in one of their classes where the the instructor can take eight, maybe eight or ten people or whatever, and if they've got six bookings, they'll message me and say if you can get two men to come down here tomorrow morning, they can have a go on the uh, to surf lesson. So, uh, and the people who've gone are people who've not, you know, not done anything like that before. A lot of them and, it, and absolutely love it. It's getting in the, getting in the water, get doing, getting some physical exercise with people that you've made friends with at his mum club. And also that it seems to be well uh, um, known now that cold water is, is good for your mental health. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but it seems to be. <laughs> well, I think the combination of being in, being in the North Sea off Scarborough, um, which takes your breath away at the best of times, and also <laughs> on a surfboard and with the waves coming in, and it's it's just it, it is really good being a good boost for uh, mental health. I've had one or two men who've said, "Well, I'm a bit scared about going." It's, I've never done anything like this before, and then. After they've been, you just can't shut them up. They just love it. And they're just talking. They, 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 they've turned into uh, surf dudes overnight. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it honestly, it's brilliant. It's really good. And yeah, they've been, oh, yeah, thanks, Dexter's. They have been very, very supportive of uh, of Andy's Man Club. And uh, it, it has made a difference to, to a oh, lot of men. There's, for me, there's nothing like, I, I like all my board sports. I, I, I'm a kook surfer. So like kook is basically someone who's trying to surf is absolute spud at it. So oh, I'm, no good on, I'm no good in the water because back home I was a little bit too far away. I never really got my consistency up, but yeah. I love my snowboarding and skating and just being on any type of board with a bit of music on or in the water. Like you said, it's just, it, it, you kind of, you, you escape for a minute. You just, you focus yeah. on the board yeah. and just taking everything in. And when you're in the water, yeah you have no choice but to focus on the water because if you don't, she will swallow you up and spit you out yeah. real quick. Yes. <laughs> so it's amazing that the blokes are getting down there having a bit of surf as well. I'm actually going to head down there soon too. My first time in the water up here, really? I was freezing. I took a, I think I had a five mil wetsuit down at um Hayton Bay and I was in the water for about 20 minutes. The wetsuit alone was too thick. I couldn't feel my shoulders. My shoulders were burnt from surfing. So yeah, it's cool. another experience here. So that's that's cool to know yeah. that the blokes not only are just getting around having a chat, but they're getting out and like getting into other stuff together too that they wouldn't normally do. Yeah, absolutely. We encourage them to do things like that together. And, uh, you know, we have 
we have a number of little groups off, offshoots where they are not they're not official and dismantle things but they just organize it between themselves you know there's a they do a, a walking football they do they do this surfing they do dog walking there's a, there's a very, oh, yeah. very kind uh young lady who, who has a dog sitting dog walking service and she knows one of the men and said send them along and we'll you know meet a few dogs and take them for a walk and stuff just simple things like that that gets men out together and in the countryside in the open air it's uh as you'll know, it's uh, it's good for your mental health just to get out in the in the open. Oh, absolutely! No matter what you do in the open, like you know, sometimes just being inside, stuck with your own thoughts, is the worst place to be. Unless obviously you're sitting around a bunch of blokes that, or people in general that are, you know, it's your safe space you can open up to. Yeah. So, so with um Andy's Man Club, how do people like come about coming to sessions, or how do they reach out? Well, the best thing to do if you if you look on the uh, there's the website Andy's Man Club. If you just search Andy's Man Club, you'll find it, andysmanclub.co.uk. Also, the Facebook page, you can, most of the local groups have their own Facebook page as well, which will give you some information about that area. Yeah. So if you're in Scarborough, search Andy's Man Club Scarborough. But also, if you if you want to email the, the head office team, it's the info address. So it's info at andysmanclub.co.uk. And I know maybe people think a lot of companies' info addresses tend not to be uh, the, the priority, but they do. They will come back to you quickly if you if you email that uh, that address and tell you where the local one is. Also on the website, it does have a finder, so you can find where your nearest group is. All right. Well, if, you're, if you're in Scarborough, we're on Fallsgrave Road, so people who are in Scarborough can know know where we are. But we're normally in the library, but they're closed at the moment for refurbishment, so we're in a different venue, which is uh, a tight squeeze, but it's uh, it's working. That's awesome. <laughs> So, what do you guys um have anything coming up, or is it just just the 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 sessions that you guys hold? Is there any plans yeah. for the future? Uh, well, the, nas nationally, we want to obviously want to grow the organisation to more groups. We know that there's four and a half thousand men sadly take their own lives in the UK every year, um, and as I said, we're we're reaching two thousand seven hundred men a week, mm -hmm. uh, which is a a great achievement. But we need to be reaching. A lot more men so that uh, hopefully we catch some of those 4,500 men who are, who are at serious risk and, and and what I'd like to see is those figures be able to see a, a decline in those figures because of Andy's Man Club and uh, so we need to be opening up 200 groups 300 groups and and that's that's the way we, we're going it's it has been a massive growth Scarborough set up three years ago and we were group number 26 and we're now on 120. So, and a, a big chunk of those op opened up during the COVID period as well. So, uh, I could imagine. Which, yeah. So, yeah. So it's um, it's a it's a growing area, and it, it, we need to get bigger and bigger, and that, that hopefully will then reach all the men that we need to uh, reach, and uh, that would be uh, that'd be fantastic if we can get to that point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully, chats like this one today, and you know, mm. the one you guys have every week, and just start to normalize it a bit more like for both sexes, but just in general to yes. ask yeah. questions and be, give everyone, have everyone have your safe space, you know, and be safe everywhere you go and just be able to yeah. chat. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, a chat goes a long way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's important, especially for men because men are, and don't open up like women, women are mm. better communicators than, than men. And I, I know my wife will talk to her friends about things that I wouldn't talk to my friends about. Yeah, and, Absolutely. Uh, but Andy's Man Club, I feel safer to talk about those yeah, things. I love that. So it's, uh, um, yeah, so it's very it's important that as that men who need to know about Andy's Man Club, it's uh, 
it might not be for everybody you know these it might not work for everyone but it's got to be worth it's got to be worth a go if you are struggling it's got to be worth a, oh, giving up an hour of your time one monday night to come along and see if it's see if it's for you and, and uh, for a lot of men it will be oh perfect all right mate well you know what i actually had i really enjoyed our chat today so um like you yeah, said you've so got we've, we've got all the information here for anyone to get involved um or reach out if they need um, but yeah, like I said, let's start normalizing it, not just having the yeah. chat around, but just chat in general, because that's what wins, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. All right, brother. Appreciate you taking the time Thanks out. Very much for that. No, thank you. Thanks a lot. Uh, Cheers. Yeah. Have a great day. And you. You. So there you have it. That was our chat with Sean Time from Andy's Man Club. You know, they're doing amazing things. And after the chat, we spoke a little bit more. And I'm hanging to probably get them on the show again for sure. Um, and a few of the other people involved from Andy's Man Club. Uh, that'll be heaps of fun, but I've been sitting on that for like a whole week and I've just been hanging to share, you know, this first half of the podcast with you because it's something that hits home and something that I'm passionate about and, you know, a topic that I learned a lot from. So, you know, having these experiences and having these conversations with so many different people, it's amazing how, how much stronger the movement is, but I still think we've got a far way to go. So that was my attempt to put a little bit of light on the topic. So I hope I've helped a few people. If you want to talk about it more with me, you know where to reach me at the website, Boydies and Beanies, Instagram, also Boydies and Beanies. And um, yeah, just don't be shy. Hit me up. I'm always down for a chat. Do love talking. So obviously, as you can tell through the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's the first half of the podcast done. Or we're we're on the back end of it now. Um, the talk story part where we just talk about the last fortnight now I think I've been sick since episode one so if I do sound short of breath or a bit nasally again I'm still battling but there's been a lot of sun and I'm definitely on the mend so I'm feeling a lot better so but I I still got up to a few things this week Um, one thing I do love right now is footy is back on Australian rules football that is um, that might hit a few nerves with people getting upset with me calling it football, but you know, <laughs> that's what you do back home. Footy, love it. You know, I'm a North Melbourne supporter, so don't bag me for it. I love me Roo boys. But um, yeah, we had a few few good games so far. We're two and one, two wins, one loss. We lost to Hawthorne, but on to the next. It's just good to have footy back. Really, it's uh, it's my piece of home. It's weird watching it in the morning. I'll get don't get me wrong, but. I'm still enjoying it just as much with a coffee instead of a beer. But yeah, that's enough sport. <laughs> um, other than that, we went to the craft fair here in Thornton Dale. It was the first craft fair. It was a little bit of a taster to see how it was going to be, uh, the reception was going to be. But it was pretty good. There was a packed house. There was a bloke there selling sweet pies and some ceramics, some handmade jams, local honey, local seaweed seasoning. I'd never heard of seaweed seasoning before, and it is tasty, so get around that. Uh, I've got links for all these um, individuals in my Instagram reel I did of Thought in the Dow, so check that out. We also went to Leeds for a night, you know, to see some family and have a bit of a di- uh, dinner and a drink. And I'll tell you what, Leeds is more confusing than Sydney. You know, every other street is one way. And even if you're right out the front of where you got to go, or it's literally half a block away, you've got to do a five-block lap and do a bunch of U-turns to get back to where you already were. 
But other than that, it was a great night. We had a ball. We also couldn't resist. Headed back to Robin Hood's Bay again for the weekend. I love that place. It's just such a cozy little village. I learned a little bit more about the history since the last time we were there. And apparently, Robin Hood's Bay got his name from Robin Hood himself taking on some French pirates and, you know, winning and then giving the loot back to the locals as he did, you know, rob from the rich and give to the poor. And that's that's how they got their name. But since then, it was used as a town that pirates would often use to, or smugglers, which is the polite term, would often use to evade capture and evade the police or the authorities. So, But it's it's such a beautiful little town, like, I've never been to a place like it. Absolutely very unique. Gorgeous little cottages. And the food at Rambles. Sorry, Brambles. Beautiful Chateau Beyond. Every time we go now, we get it. Can't miss. Um, I actually learned something cool this week as well. You know, I'm going to start doing this too, where I share just something I've learned or something that, that sparked my curiosity over the last fortnight. And I can't remember which city it was. I'm going to say hungry, but I'm not 100% sure. But there's a city that is doing liquid trees. So they're filling these billboards up with algae. And the algae is used the same way as a tree is to like suck up the carbon dioxide in the air and clean the oxygen. And apparently these one billboards are just as effective as I think it was five 10-year-old trees. It's crazy. So that was man. I was my mind was blown. I went down the rabbit hole with that one because obviously I'm I'm fascinated by tech and just anything good. And that's such a good clean initiative. But apart from that, not too much. It was a very uneventful fortnight. Obviously being sick, I slept a lot. I slept more than I have in a very long time. But I am back on my feet now, ready to go. Um, oh, what one last thing we did yesterday? We did go to York. Cannot forget that. I love York. It's such a beautiful, unique city as well. As as every place up here has its own character. York is an old Viking city. The Vikings settled there. And they've got this wall that the Vikings built to keep out the enemies or, you know, keep out the rabbits. And um, it's still there. We went for a walk along it and the views of some of the courtyards and the, the York Minster, which is a beautiful building. And they had a service on there and here in the bells go and enjoying a donut in the garden with the sun. The sun was out. I was very wrapped about that. Um, but yeah, York, definitely a place to go visit. I'll definitely be exploring it more and can't wait. But yeah, that was my fortnight and that was a bit of talk story. So, you know, we did a bit of the hard stuff today. We talked about suicide and self-harm and some of the differences. Um, I told you why. I chose to talk about these topics because I'm attempting to put a bit of lights on them. I want to normalize talking about it just as much as we normalize not being okay. So it's time to take not being okay to the next level, in my opinion, because it is helping people, but I still feel like we can help people even further. So that's it. That's Lost in Living, episode three. We spoke to Sean. You know, I had a ball doing that as well. And... This is only episode three. We're just getting started. We have a few other people in line to talk to, which I'm so excited about. And a few other big things coming too. So stay tuned. I've got a beautiful fortnight ahead. I'm heading to Rome for the weekend. I can't wait for that. 
And whatever else happens, you know, I'll be sitting here telling you about it, I'm sure. So I hope you've enjoyed episode three. I hope you've learned something from it. I hope it's sparked your curiosity, maybe about liquid trees or just anything. Again, lastly, if you want to hit me up, bordiesandbeanies.com. Now I'm going to spell it for you because I know I'm nasally. It's B O A R D I E S N, the letter N, November. Uh, beanies, B E A N I E S dot com. And that's also my Instagram handle, too. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great week. I hope you've had a good time listening. And until episode four, enjoy yourself, stay stoked, and let's go. Yeah.